You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back. Yes, this is Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Wow, that's a mouthful. You I'm just exhausted. Got that <laughs> yep, we got uh, Deagle Vinder, Charles O'Toole, Dan O'Drummond, and special guest today, uh, Tyrone Aoe. How you doing, boss? Good, good. You got the last yeah, name. Yeah, he right? nailed well, that. Wow. You know, I, <laughs> I spelt it out yeah. phonetically so I could uh, actually uh, impressive make it function. So um, Tyrone is uh, an Edmonton soccer player. He's a former McEwen player and is now working in Vancouver for. EA Sports, it's in the game. <laughs> Decent. You're getting good at that. I, I had to throw that out there, yeah. I've been doing it for a little while. Not that one, but, you know, I've been doing it for a little while. So um, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today, but we'll start with uh, Tyrone because I know you're, you're only here for a short period of time. I'm going to let Dano uh, take this one and sort of... Uh, run and give a bit of a background, and then you can chime in and uh, give the background of uh, of what's going on. Yeah, um, it's it's great to have Tyrone in the studio here. So um, I've known Ty for quite some time. Played McEwen with him, um, met him through there, and really just became friends. And played Scottish Major League together for a long time as well. Um, I think it was three years ago now when your dad passed away. Uh, two years now. Two years now. Yeah, so we started this um, idea really of just kind of doing something for. Tyrone, his family, and it kind of lended to the soccer community about doing, just getting people together for a common cause and really just supporting a friend in, in, in a tough time. And it's really just growing, I think, with Tyrone and his family and his brother, Theo, as well, and what they've done with the event. Um, yeah, so that's really Tyrone's um, mission to come in here to chat a little bit about the Sickle Cell Foundation and as well as the game. So I'll pass it over to Ty. Cool, cool. Thanks again for having me, guys. Um, to give a little background, uh, like Dano said, it started out really small. Like It was just, um, Dano mentioned we should get some guys together to play a game, just in memory of my dad, because he was big in the soccer community growing mm-hmm. up, Fort McMurray and stuff like that. So he was always around the game, and he had this disease called sickle cell that he didn't really let anyone know about. My family always knew about it because we were really close, and like we knew what he was going through with it. Um, to give a little bit of background on the disease itself, it's a, it's a blood disorder where the blood cells interlock, so the blood flow is restricted. And in the area where the blood flow gets restricted with the interlocking cells, it just causes immense pain. So when he described it to me, it's one of those things that you ask your dad, you think your dad's Superman, but then when of you course. see him in pain too, like you kind of ask like, what's going on? Like what's wrong? And he described it to me once, like he never wanted to talk about it, but he described it to me once. He's like, when that happens, the area of your body where it happens, it feels like the bones are just breaking in that spot. So as a kid, when you hear that, it resonates with you. Like you remember that your whole life. Yeah. So he passed away two years ago and that was a disease that he had that he suffered with his whole life. And, um, The stats behind it are kind of crazy. Like when you're born, infants have a one in two chance of surviving even past three years old. Wow. Yeah. And it just knocks probably 20, 30 years of life expectancy off right off the bat if you do make it. So I know when I was growing up, he said that he wasn't expected to make it past 18. So he made it way past that. Life expectancy now for the disease is still 60 years old. So he was past that when he passed away. So um, he really left a mark on me, obviously, as my dad. And he left a mark on people in the soccer community. So when Donald came up with this idea, like my family was kind of reeling with that, with my major loss like that. So he came up with the idea and he kind of drove it and he just got guys together. And that first year, I think we thought we could get like maybe 20 guys play just 
an 11 yeah some Scottish guys some yeah. McEwen guys yeah. it's just uh, people from both player pools and just kind of have a game mm-hmm. and then as the word kind of spread people got interested and then the numbers kind of grew and grew. We got up to, I think, 40 people, and we're like, okay, maybe we might have to split the teams up. And then by the time the event came around, it was up to 60 people. So, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, so we had about 60 guys out. We split the teams into four, and then we had about 13, 15 guys per team, had a mini tournament, four teams, semifinals and finals. And then when that happened, we raised money. We had every guy that came out bring 20 bucks just to donate. Mm-hmm. And then we got out around town, too, and then we got more and more, more donations, and we ended up around $10,000. Oh, that's that awesome. First year. And that's off just seven. Word of mouth. Yeah, yeah, word of mouth. Yeah, word of mouth, yeah. So it was huge for me and my family. And personally, I thought, like, this is cool, like, but I thought it was, like, a one-year thing. So then when the second anniversary came around, um, Again, like it's a tough time for me and my family. And then I think I talked to you a little bit about it, Daniel, just mm-hmm. saying like maybe we should try this again, see mm-hmm. how it goes. So then last year we put the word out again, similar numbers. A lot of people came out. Mm-hmm. And the thing that was cool last year is when you play soccer for so long, like there's a lot of people you play on teams with for a year or two, you won't see them again for who knows how long. Mm-hmm. So this event was a good chance for people I played with 10 years ago, mm-hmm. hadn't seen in forever. They come out and play and then you catch up. So it's like the soccer community is so big that there's faces that you haven't seen in so long and an event like this now it turned into not even just a fundraiser to raise funds uh, for sickle cell research but just like a quick catch up with people you played with a long time ago lost touch with and just want to see what they're up to yeah so it's like it's a nice little reunion so it's covered a lot of bases like raises money for a good cause gets people together that haven't seen each other in forever and you get to play soccer too yeah, I mean, that's awesome. There's nothing better than, you know, having, like you said, people come together, in particular ones you haven't seen in in, in quite some time. But uh, to be able to come in for a scenario like this and to, and to uh, like you said, I mean, most organizations that uh, are, are looking for, you know, charitable donations are always regardless of whether it's $5 or $10,000 like you raised the the first year. I mean, it's so beneficial for these groups to, you know, to have people such as yourself driving, Dano driving a, a campaign like this. I know it's something that uh, the SPDSA is sponsoring as well. Yeah, it was something I'd mentioned to uh, Debbie right off the bat to see if they could donate. So <clears throat> the first couple of years we, we hosted the event, it was at um, at the Butter Dome, I guess, Footfield. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Footfield. And yeah, I mean, the cost for the fields is expensive. So, you know, the SPDSA was able to cover the cost of the fields, which was great. And then since then, we've got, uh, I think, Fort McMurray Soccer Association involved and Ashley Fine Floors and then Antrim as well. So we've got four sponsors. We've got jerseys now. Like, it's really just taken off. So it's awesome. We're hosting it at the Scottish Dome uh, with Kevin Passant. He's kind of hosting us, which is awesome. So uh, a bit of a social afterwards. But yeah, it's just just becoming bigger and bigger. And I think it's, it's all for the right causes. So... Yeah, it's um, like Dano said, like SBDSA has been huge right from the start because um, like I mentioned before, like it was a really tough time for me and my family. And like the biggest cost that first year was just getting the field because um, it was at the time it was the only dome in the city where you could play outdoor soccer. So I know Dano really drove it and just kind of reached out to Debbie, like you mentioned, to see if they could help out with the cost. And like I said, like our minds were just like a million places at that time and just covering that biggest expense just to get... A place for us to play was huge. So, I mean, right from the very start, SBDSA has had a huge presence, and I can't thank him enough for that. Yeah. Yeah. And when, and when is this, when is it happening? When is the event going to take place? 
Uh, Saturday. So what date yeah. is that? So Saturday, February 23rd. 23rd yeah. 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 So right that's where I'm getting dropped off, right? Coming from the ASA AGM. So there getting you dropped go. off there. <laughs> I'll probably pull out, pull a muscle in the first thirty minutes, but that's okay. You know, that's that's it's nothing. You know, it's par for the course for uh, for Captain. You know, calf muscle. The other, it wasn't that was last year. The calf yeah. was last year. Well, it's still there though. You know, no, it, it lingers. Still there? It lingers. The lingering calf muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Teams are already set up, and uh, yeah, it's an awesome. It's an awesome night. So it's a, it's a it's a great cause, and I, I guess we should mention as well. There has been more and more people donating items to do a bit of a raffle. Yeah. Um, I think you got jerseys from Southampton, from EA Sports, and Asmir Begovic has donated some stuff from Bournemouth and Chelsea in the past. So yeah, yeah, it's great. Well, yeah. that is that is, that's that's cool. And now the unfortunate part of this is this podcast airs a little bit after the date of the actual uh, event. But I mean, it doesn't mean you cannot still donate to the Sickle Cell Foundation and and. Uh, try and make sure that, uh, you know, for, for the next event that we're getting involved in and, and making sure that we get a chance to, uh, get out there either to watch and just donate or to, to in some way be part of the event itself. Um, so, you know, that's, that's fantastic. I got to ask, I got to ask now that you're living in Vancouver, um, here we go. Well, no, 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 no. I, I, I actually, I just want to know what you do for EA Sports. What are you doing within that? It's a fantastic complex, and I know they treat their employees extremely well. And there's, there's a well. I mean, okay, within reason, um, as is most of the cases. And I know they don't want you to leave the facility. That's why they have the. The food setups there, the soccer and, field, and yeah. the soccer field, the basketball court. The it, they've got so much stuff there. Um, I remember my days. Oh, we'll get into that later. <laughs> so, so what are you doing there? Uh, so, I'm on the finance team there. So, every game they release over there, they put a team together, a finance team, and we kind of have to manage the budget for the game. So, anytime they want to add a new feature or anything like that, they have to come to us to see if they can do it if they can afford yeah, it if the numbers are going to work so it's really cool you get to see a lot of things like for me growing up i played ea sports games since i was probably seven years old yeah i was playing nhl and fifa for so long and to actually get out there and see like what goes into making the games has been unreal and yeah. then like you said the campus is unbelievable too it feels like i'm back at college again <laughs> with everything <laughs> that they have there it's so, pretty huge pretty cool for yeah. sure I, it's been years since i was out there when i was with the vancouver 86ers then into the Whitecaps, we actually were sponsored in part. There was a league that we ran, an under-21 league that was sponsored by EA Sports. So we used to train at the facility, the pro team. Yeah. Um, so it was very unique. And then they would bring us in to do all the throwing the body suits and go through the motions for all the soccer games and That's stuff cool. that they were doing. Throw on the white dot. <laughs> throw right? the white dot suit on. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, he's stuff. showing me pictures of the All the, motion, all the motion capture. Yeah, it looks, yeah, it looks unreal. So... Yeah, it's pretty. Do they still have the little store at the bottom of it where employees can go yeah, buy stuff? Yeah, <laughs> and it's the first thing you see. I know when I went there for an interview, it was the first thing I saw, and I looked in there and I saw the EA Sports. You know, it's like, oh, I should have brought my wallet with me. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you don't need to. You work at EA Sports. <laughs> and I'm assuming that uh, during Christmas time, uh, yeah. you get hit up by people. Hey, uh, any yeah. chance you could pick <laughs> this game up for me or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Every time, every, people mark it off on their calendars when they know I'm coming back, and I'll, as soon as it gets the one or two weeks out, I'll see the text messages start rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I expect them now, so oh, it's, I'm getting used to it. I mean, it's, I, I suppose it's the same for anybody in any sort of industry where you're dealing with a consumer product that's really popular. You're going to mm-hmm. get uh, asked by all your friends to bring stuff back. <laughs> friend of a friend of <laughs> yeah. a friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, there's this uncle I have in uh, <laughs> some location that... 
Oh, man, that's crazy. Well, you know what, Tyrone, thank you very much for coming in and for uh, having a chat with us and allowing uh, both yourself and Dano to to discuss and talk about the event coming up. Again, is there an actual name for the event? Do you actually, is it titled anything or is it just? Yeah, so it's called uh, Footy for Fred. My dad's name is Fred. So, yeah, it started as uh, Football for Fred. It's a little long, so we cut it down to Footy for Fred. And um, we actually, uh, as you mentioned earlier, for the donations, we have a GoFundMe page set up. Oh, so awesome. The website for that is uh, www.gofundme.com slash footy for Fred 19. So that's F O O T Y F O R F R E E D 1 9. Awesome. Fantastic. And, and Dano, thanks for being part of that as well. And, yeah, it's and, awesome. And I'm looking forward to, to the game. If facilitate, yeah. If you can stay fit, I guess I'm going to hear about it. I'm going to be playing uh, all holding, gonna, holding, holding mid. We're all going to hear about it, I'm sure, sure enough. <laughs> hey, listen, we're going to take our first break here. Again, we want to thank uh, Tyrone for coming in. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, no worries. And uh, we'll be back. You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of DW Making Mistakes. We'll be right back. <laughs> Today's podcast is sponsored by Mr. Lube, taking care of your car on your schedule, not ours. Mr. Lube. And we're back. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a long break. Just well, a little bit. Just a little bit, but we, we are back. I want to thank Tyrone uh, AOA for being here and his... Uh, Remember the last name. He's going to love that. Well, I mean, it's, you know, because it, it was phonetically, phonetically, phonetically yeah. written down. So You're I, a smart I, guy. I totally understood uh, what he was saying I, or something like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, in the wonderful world of podcasting, you can actually edit and bring things in. So we strike when the iron's hot. Uh, if someone happens to be in town that we were able to talk to or get their uh, message out, um, we'll, we'll try and do that at the best of time. And then when we gather again to complete the podcast, uh, some time could have passed by. <laughs> Such is the case here. So the um, game that was uh, put forward by Tyrone and, uh, and Dan um, has already happened. It has. Yes, we're back. So we are why back. don't you let us know how things went for the whole yeah, no, it was, it was it was good. It was another great event. Um, I think D was there the first year. It often yeah. lands on his birthday, so you know he's got to prioritize a little bit. It was his birthday. Just it, was, wasn't it? it was my birthday. Yeah, oh, it was. There it is oh, fantastic. Birthday shout out already. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was another great event. Uh, first year um, hosted at the Scottish Dome, so it was great that they were able to kind of host us. Um, Drinks and food and all that good stuff afterwards in the lounge. But, yeah, yeah the games were great. We had two 10v10 or 9v9 games going, um, rosters of about 15, 16. We had the jerseys for this time this year. Um, yeah, my group was a little bit of the underdogs, you know. We had a big roster, so we had a couple line changes. But, yeah, it was, it was great. It's just a fun tournament. It's great seeing old teammates. Um, and the cause, of course, is a different class. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we always get together with with the banner of in memory of Fred and Sickle Cell 
um, anemia disease and, and have that front and center. So we get a photo of that, photo of the winners. Um, Tyrone does a great job of getting some raffle items. So mm-hmm. he works for EA Sports in Vancouver. That's where he's he's at right now. So he got a few items from them, um, some signed jerseys from Southampton, Bournemouth that were raffled off. Wow. I didn't win it. Um, I, I don't know why, but it was. Oh. <laughs> um, no, but it, yeah, it was, it was great. It was awesome. So it's just a great event. Everybody loves it, looks forward to it. Yeah. Um, you know, wives, girlfriends, some parents, you know, just out and about and just watching and kind of reconnecting. So there's a social aspect to it and there's obviously a football aspect to it and then obviously the fundraiser too, but it was yeah. a great event. So kudos to Ty again and, you know, myself and Jay Vetch ha- helped him out again, but yeah, it was a great event. Well, I mean, and, and it's lucky we got you there in time too, but you know, at DW yeah. had to uh, fly <laughs> from, it, we were also, we had been in Calgary that same weekend uh, at the ASA annual general meeting. Um, yeah, and the chat with John Herdman, too. And the chat with John Herdman. That so, awesome. what, what did you think of the Herdman thing? I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I would have liked to have seen the end of it. Uh, but yeah. we just uh, we had to get Daniel back for you know for his game yeah, to, it's, to it's, be it's there. All it's, all, <laughs> it's all about Daniel. It's all about Daniel. Well, that was wow. a good cause. I could I can deal with the cause part of it, so that that was okay. The the speed I had to drive was a little different story, but uh, but the Herdman thing was like quite inspirational, actually. You know, yeah. it was awesome. Like yeah. uh, he he really he's, he's a great motivational speaker. Now, were you surprised? I know that uh, Jordan Stewart, the South, uh, head do, you, do you have a coach. bus sound when Charles just threw me under the bus there? Is <laughs> oh, <laughs> there a honk and a bus on here? <laughs> <laughs> we can Sorry, my head was just going there. I'm like, I gotta <laughs> you know say it. We could actually do a goat sound on a bus. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> um, when Jordan actually stepped in, uh, Jordan Stewart from the South End of things, uh, when he stepped in and said, are you okay with people photographing? Because basically, John laid out exactly how the team was going to play mm-hmm. and the different systems of play that they're going to use. In preparation uh, for the World Cup. In, yeah. in preparation for the World Cup. Did you, did you, I, I mean, I don't see, I don't see a real issue with it. And, and, and John Herdman actually said, I don't have a problem with people taking pictures of the screen. What do you, what are you guys' thoughts? I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, th- I think people just have to be responsible to our country and our game, not to a too big of a sense. But at the end of the day, like you don't have a national coach in many other countries probably taking the time to come and share this information. So I think with him doing that, there's an onus on the coaches that are in that room that, you know, don't take this and throw it on social media within the first hour or whatnot, right? Take it as your own um, opportunity to learn and develop as a coach. Um, but yeah, I echo what Charles said. I thought he was, I couldn't wait to hear him speak. So we thought he was going to go for a couple hours and we could leave at 3.30 and then we held off until 4. But yeah, it was awesome. And we, he was we still loved going. It. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. It's uh, I I just found it very interesting though the whole um, and he, did he have a bee in his bonnet about the Croatian style of uh, training? It, it, it's almost well, like it's, he it's was. The, it seemed like it just came out. So who knows? Maybe some people um, down east or wherever he was recently was throwing that out there that you know th- this just came out. This, this is how our club's so gonna. I think it was just more more an example than anything else. Yeah, I, I, I thought so. Too. I have a, I have well, an I, issue I, with Croatia. Well, I mean. I, yeah, no. I was there in the summer. It was fantastic. <laughs> World Cup, se- World Cup semifinal, right? So. There you go. There you go. But uh, no, I thought like he he was trying to get a message across too, where we should all as a country be getting behind our our teams, uh, men and women. Yeah. And it's our style of play. So as we're going through the system, we're setting a standard that we want the players to reach. Mm-hmm. So he set that bar in that little chart that you showed. Yeah. Where that line is that almost what the 80th, 80th percentile. 80, 80% you have to you be, gotta above be above that. that. Yeah. To be, you know, 
considered being part of the, the national team. We've yeah. got to set those standards. But I think he was trying to get the message across to the clubs, and he's been going across the country saying the same thing, yeah. that we should all be playing alike, so this is the way Canada plays. Yeah. And we're all going to be buying into that, so we're coaching our players to be at that level. So there's an identity that the, the country yeah, has. Yeah, 100%. It's a soccer it's the right way playing country. Um, I also, I, 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 you, you touched on that whole above the line thing, and it, and it really breeds true because it's not only above the line, as John was saying, for how we, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it's not only above the line how we are in within the game. It's above the line how you train. It's above the line how you are as yeah. a person. As a person, person yeah. the holistic, outside of the game. holistic approach. Exactly. Uh, and, and what was the number one thing that he talked about needed to change First, you guys recall the, the, the three sort of, there was a diagram that he had up there and the top one was, it was team spirit mm-hmm. and, and, and making sure that if you can get that team spirit happening, then there's a bonding with everybody within the group so that all the next stages from the technical and the tactical mm-hmm. um, come into play and are so much easier. And if everyone's striving to be above that line. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I love too is group. chatting with that team spirit. You know, he had a couple of senior players that spoke of, uh, what was it, the Honduras 8-1 match, right? And they spoke up about it. And, you know, he showed clips of the national anthem and unity and what it meant to the guys. And I thought it was great when he said, you know, they bring these young Canadians that come into the camp and they're like, oh, I got my own room. Oh, I'm away. I'm in a hotel. Like everything was a big deal to them, right? Yeah. And, you know, he said that passes on to the senior guys that, you know, could complain if they don't have this, this, and this. And it just, it creates that culture. So, um, yeah, it like Charles said, I think become want you to become even more patriotic than we already are and just buy in and very inspirational and motivational so it's yeah it's exciting for 2022 and beyond and and it's and speaking of beyond you have to look beyond the clubs we all work in in, you know for us obviously for the uh, spdsa and uh, it's it's something that you have to strive to be above the line not only for yourself for the club but for the for the players you're working Mm -hmm. with and and hoping that they'll you know, get that same thought process instilled in them um, to step up to the plate and, and, and be above the line as much as they can. Uh, I know it's something that I haven't really, you know, implemented too much in my own, um, I was going to say my own life. <laughs> uh, you can only be above the line so hard when you're eating chocolate every night. So, um, you know, but other than that, I, I think it's definitely something uh, to strive for. Uh, it was great. Just, it was, it was know, very good. You know, just draw a line on the mirror before you go to bed. Just point above it. You're there, all right? <laughs> yeah. don't, don't get too down on yourself. You I ate am, too much chocolate, man. I am getting okay? there. Yeah, you're there. <laughs> you know? Okay, tell yourself that every night, every morning. Especially if we have Chef D coming in and <laughs> cooking for us. That would be a different story. Loving yeah, the flow today, too, hey? Like the that. afro. Yeah. yeah. I had to let it go. Shout, Shout out. Playoffs. It's playoffs. The weekend. Uh, <laughs> big uh, big playoff game coming, provincial game. Yeah, up, so, you were so. talking about the conditioning aspect of the hair, too. You had conditioned yeah, it, so know. you don't put hats on when you condition your lid. <laughs> I used to know out. what that was about. <laughs> had not, to let it grow out. Not so no, much. It's, uh, it's fantastic. You guys are talking about uh, this wonderful seminar um, and, and talk with John Herbin. Um, and it was nice to like get some feedback from you guys about about it. And it's it's something in our country that um, in the past we've seen a lot of players not play for our country. You know, we'll go back to Owen Hargraves. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll go back Asmir Begovic. We'll we'll talk. You know, there's down the line. There's lots of players, and we'll be able to create the the culture from the top down, uh, and be able to spearhead it through the clubs and the clubs being able to call that that Canadian culture. 
um, why can't we be have some of the some of the one of the best programs you know within North America within you know our our Concacaf region. Um, I mean, we've got a superstar in Alfonso Davies that you know people and kids now can look up to yeah. and want to kind of stay here. So if we if we got that coming from above, it uh, looks uh, something great for for our our country. You know what? And, and it's it's amazing to see how we can rally around um, the jersey and the flag on the jersey for hockey without a just a, at a drop of a hat. People are are in and invested in what goes on with those teams. Um, and we started to see that in uh, in London when uh, during, I think I think to during be the fair, women's game. Yeah, sorry, not to cut you off, but I no. think 2015, the World Cup in this country was fantastic. Like I was at that opening game with oh, yeah. Ch- versus China in 2015, and it was like I had friends or I had you know acquaintances that are not soccer people, but they just wanted to unite and come together. So I think there's like there's a real appetite for it. So I yeah. think that was awesome. Well, that goal that Christine Sinclair scored in mm-hmm. that PK, like the place erupted. Like yeah. you couldn't hear the person next to you talking. Wow. Like yeah. It was that loud. Wow. You were where in Vancouver at that time? Yeah, I was in Vancouver. <laughs> I was kicking back in the warmth, and, uh, <laughs> you know, the glow of the mountains in the background. And, no, and they'll they, be they, back. <laughs> no, they had games there too. I so. know they did. I know they did. Uh, I volunteered in Edmonton for that, right, for yeah, that yeah. World Cup. So I was actually on that side of the field, pitch level, on that side of the field, and just looking at the whole entire place just go crazy. Mm-hmm. Just around us was insane. And I was, I'm thinking, because it was, it was part of the B license that I was on at the time, and we had to analyze, I don't know if I can't remember, it was Germany, it might have been Germany, China, if, that mm-hmm. played there, and we had to analyze one of the games. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the crowds that were there were phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. At that so time, to set a new record. For attendance, yeah. Just thinking, thinking of that and to progress into twenty twenty six, like can't wait. I, I can't. The, I the can't wait. I think that's going to be absolutely huge for both the city and the country as yeah. a whole. Um, yeah, obviously having it here now. Are they, man, it's been such a long time since I've actually looked. So Edmonton, Vancouver, are they doing anything in the east? Thought Ottawa was was on the radar. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I remember that though. Like once we heard I know the Toronto news, we getting... is no wasn't going to do it because they're doing. There's some other event that they're running during the same year. I don't know whether it's the summer games or, um, yeah, I'm not sure. or Commonwealth Games or yeah. something like that. We could check that. in the break. We could check yeah. in the break. You know, we, sure. we, we will check during the break. But, uh, yeah, so above the line, everybody, <laughs> <laughs> just because we're throwing it out there. We're going to take another break here. Um, you're listening to Soccer Talk on the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. And, uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Today's podcast is sponsored by Mr. Lube, fast, warranty-approved oil and fluid changes. Mr. Lube. And we're back. Yes, a little extended break? No, not as long as the last one. It's October 2019. Exactly. The last break was a couple of weeks, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, that's... That's got to be worked on. Just be above the line, man. Just we're just trying to be above the line. Well, like I said before, it's it's uh, it's when those interviews can happen and people can come in and uh, and chat with us. We'll we'll try and uh, we'll try and accommodate all, so to speak. Um, we alluded to the fact that uh, did I say the name of the podcast? Sherwood Park 
Soccer Talk in the Park? I don't think you did. District Soccer Association, Soccer Talk in the Park. (laughs) There it is. Soccer. (laughs) I love the American way of saying it. Soccer. (laughs) Pretty soccer player to ever play. Shot score. Shot score. (laughs) Peel. How do you you not know Pele's name? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm sure I've told the story, and we'll digress here a little bit, but uh, a buddy of mine was at one of these MasterCard conventions, um, and the, okay, the lead speaker was, was Pele, but of course the American guy doing it, I, I think it was all the MLS players were in for this thing. It was before a world cup was coming up. And so the announcers like greatest soccer player to ever play the game. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Peel. It's <laughs> <laughs> like peel. And then all the players are looking around at each other thinking this guy's, and of course Pele gets up there and he just sort of looks at the guy like, you're a bit of a moron. <laughs> Hi, folks. I'm Peel. <laughs> Just crazy. It's All right. Story. Before we went to break, we were going to uh, talk a little bit. We had um, an information night um, for the club in regards to universities, universities, colleges, colleges moving forward uh, beyond where you're at in youth soccer. And we had Kira McCormack come in. And she's top soccer. From, yep, top soccer. Uh, and talk a little bit about her portal and her thoughts for moving forward within uh, within your education and 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 trying to have a a soccer uh, twist to it as well. What were you What were you guys' thoughts? I thought it was good. I thought it was well attended. Oh yeah, like uh, I think we had sixty nine families there, so a total of one hundred and sixty. Wow, uh, listeners, yeah, uh, come in uh, and for, and for the seminar, and I mean, she rattled through a lot of information like really quickly, and I know people were trying to write it down and take pictures and this sort of stuff, but I'm sure a lot of it was missed. Yeah. So the SPDSA, we've actually made a, a brochure, a pamphlet that people can access or come in and pick it up, and yeah. they were giving out at the information session as well. So okay. So if they have missed anything or they weren't sure of anything, we can get them in contact with her. Yeah. And we have these uh, guides that they can use. Now, the guide prepare. that we have that was put together, do we do we have, is that up on the website as well? It's not on the website, no. Yeah, okay. But people can come into the office and grab it, or, yes. or, or, or we can... You know, have stacks of them somewhere. <laughs> yeah, if, and so. if there's any, and if there's anybody that are interested in knowing kind of the pathways to uh, university or college, uh, just get in contact with us um, at the SPDSA. Um, all of us are are well versed in in university or college programs. We can put you in contact with the right people. We can help you with your uh, your pathway uh, to that next next level. And uh, the reason why we brought Kira was in is because she's an expert at it. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's developed a, an unbelievable portal and that to access um, uh, universities and to get all the information. And, and then for us, it's for a support system. But uh, at the end of the day, the legwork has to come from the from the player. player. From the player, of course. And um, we're, we're at a, as an organization, you know, we'd like to provide all the support that we can. Yeah. No, and I, uh, I, I think it's t- t- definitely something I love. The, the whole portal idea um, especially the way she's explained it and the way they've got it set up. I mean, there's a bunch of questions came out from parents who were there. Does it do this? You know, because the different aspects that go on when you're looking for a college or a university, um, you know, programming, is it the program that you have? Which universities have the program? And and it'll take time to develop the, the, a portal so you can get that, you know, 
finite amount of information within it. Finite. Uh, I know. I know. I'm throwing out the f bombs of some <laughs> sort. You know, I've, I've used the usual f bomb right at the beginning, um, so I'm trying not to use it again. But anyway, yeah, you're you're, you're trying to get the. I could use the term minutia. <laughs> I shouldn't have got you off track. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> man. Throw me for a loop. Keep now. going. Keep going. I'm, I'm staring at the golden shoe over there and thinking I could really crack that open right now. I think all of us would enjoy a little bit of that. But uh, anyway. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a, a, a fantastic uh, tool for for any player mm-hmm. and any parent who who needs to see it. And I think once people really understand the costs that go into even just going and being prospects. Well, that's what I mean. And, and that's, you know, you get asked by colleges or universities, yeah, we'd love to see it. Why don't you come down to our trial? Well, the trial could cost you a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks, just to get there to only be looked at and not be guaranteed anything mm-hmm. by one school. By one school, exactly. So multiply that by the three or four you might decide are you know it's a lot of money. And schools you want to touch. And you had looked up some of the uh, like some of the the number of schools. I think you looked up throughout the, yeah. the session something like three hundred. Yeah, there was in in, in Division One. There's three hundred and forty seven schools yeah. in. NCAA Division Two. There's 313 schools. So I, I mean, in Canada, there's 58 schools that you can go with, and those are U sports schools. That doesn't even include the, CCA. the 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 CCA and all the different colleges. So the number of schools and stuff is actually in our our um, information uh, handout that we have. And um, wow, I'm looking at this. Charles has just handed me our own brochure, and, and in Division Three of the NCAA, 440 schools. That's crazy. Isn't that insane? But you got to watch out. Those ones there don't offer the full scholarships. Oh, uh, that's right. That's yeah, right. So, yeah. in, in fact, do they? some of them don't even offer scholarships, do they? they, they most Div Threes don't. Yeah. So you got to be really careful. So... And it's worth it's worth grabbing the information and uh, and looking into it. That's why these portals, although I, I think it's a nominal fee, I think it was like two hundred bucks for eighteen months for eighteen access. months access to the portal. Yeah. So and it's not only access to access all the colleges that are out there, um, yep. it's access to the information that top soccer can provide for you. Yeah, uh, so it, it gives you uh, it gives you information on if you wanted to search up a school, but it takes you a link right to their website, so you can check out their academics. Um, you can upload a video. You can you can go to that school's uh, athletics page as well too, and check out how the soccer program is. Check out how many Canadians might be there, um, and it's all throughout North America. Um, the biggest thing that I got out of that chat was that. It doesn't matter where you are at right now as a soccer player. There's always, if you have an ambition to become a, a, a university or college level player, and you just continue on on your your development, no matter what level of soccer you're playing at right now, you don't have to be a div a tier one player or or, or all the way through just to get to a, a, a university scholarship. No. You can develop, and you're at your age and your stage, and you will be able to if you uh, take that opportunity to. Uh, research and and see where you're at. Get uh, feedback from coaches. Um, get the support. If you have the ambition to go to post secondary, you could be a future varsity athlete somewhere. Yeah. Well, her analogy was the amount of time we spend on social media, and she I think believed timed herself one day. Yeah, there's an like app, several it? hours, hour and forty five minutes on Instagram. She said, "Yeah, yeah. that alone." She said it was it was it was seven hours. It was, in one day that she was on her phone. 
And she's saying to get to that level of post-secondary is you put the phone down for an hour and go do something soccer. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I I mean, it's what you need to do. If you want to achieve anything in life, you have to put effort into it, Um, regardless of whether it's a school or... You know, a sport you want to get better at and to listen to me throwing it out there like a... Look at that. Advice with like D-dubs. Advice with D-dubs. You might get me going on a little bit of a rant over uh, here as well, too, D-dubs. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. It's almost time to bring in the... Uh, no, I was gonna. I was gonna talk about the German, but you know, I figured I, I wouldn't do that. A the little German. A little chilling with chilling, <laughs> huh? Huh? Anybody figured out Blaubeeren yet? <laughs> Come on! There's prizes awaiting. You might get a golden shoe now. Yeah, as well. well, no, I don't know if you get the golden shoe. I can't see that, but you'll definitely get. Uh, You'll definitely get the mug and, the, and, a scarf. and a scarf now. We're adding the scarf in there for that first person to call in. Remember, Blaubeeren. Just, just it's a re- fruit. And re- reference chilling with shilling. Yeah, you put Blaubeeren in oatmeal. Jordan Stewart, can you get on the phone line, or please? In, or in pancakes. Mm. <laughs> Lava Blaubeeren pancake. Lava Blaubeeren pancake. Um, so, yeah. So, again, we're talking about the uh, university and college information uh, is is definitely in the office. You can you can chat with any one of the uh, uh, technical people here, and we can definitely help you out in that regard. Um, moving along, we, we're going to talk a little bit of. Uh, uh, I, I want to say just because of the time of year it is, um, you have many clubs and many of the outdoor sports doing their uh, assessments, tryout processes. All that sort of stuff. I, uh, we as a club are going through it at the moment as well. Um, you know, I, 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 we hear stories. What, what are your thoughts in regards to what the players actually think of this process? You know, because we start as young as U8s, nine, nines. Yeah, nine years old. Tens. And, and, and for them, it's more, at least within our club, it's more of just, it's, it's just an assessment. It's just, okay. We want to balance these teams out. Here's the level each of these players are at at the moment. Um, This is what's going to help us balance these teams out. Then beyond that, you get into the more the assessment where are they at this level or do they need more development? So what do you think is going through the heads of most of these athletes? I think, yeah, we just had the nines and tens yesterday. And I think for me, I try and... For the ones that were keeping groups equal and balanced, I try and downplay it as much as possible. I just want them to go out there, enjoy the game, enjoy their friends, right? That's how you're going to look at a kid the yeah. best way. And again, you know, they can look around and see eight to 10 assessors with clipboards, and it's a pretty scary thing, right? So if you can get there and shake their hand, say hi to them, get them to relax a little bit, mm-hmm. relate to them in some sense. Um, a goalkeeper, of course, yesterday was just doing this crazy dance move, so I just engage with them. I said, is that all you got? And we started a conversation, right? I think if you can put the young ones at ease. Which is fantastic just... during a game. <laughs> <laughs> it was before the no, session. No, I know, I know. Uh, I wonder who got, gave them those dance moves. <laughs> well, um, if you came out to DW's clinics, I can show you. No. no <laughs> so, yeah, I think for the younger ones, just to, just to downplay it for them, just to get them to go out there and show what they can do and enjoy the game have a smile on their face. I think that's the most important thing. And I think we get that within our programs anyways. Yeah. yeah. What the girl side of the program, I'm assuming is the exact same. I, I can't see it being any different. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 I think that the girls, they don't at that, that age, they might not really necessarily know the ramifications of what they're going through. There's nobody getting released. There's nobody, they don't really know. They just go out there and play. I mean, they're, it's 
girls like to have, uh, you know, they just have to go in there and do it, right? Like Girls just want to have fun? They just want to have fun, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a number of times where we just have to see, here, you got to stay focused and watch a game, and they're chatting on the sidelines or whatever. They're just there to have fun. And at that age, 9 and 10 years old, it shouldn't be serious. It shouldn't be anything that we need to... That we need to th- say, oh yeah, you you know you're getting assessed for how well you control the ball. How they're nine and ten years old, yeah. just looking to looking to get everybody a, a good fresh view of how things are, where they were in in the coming into indoor and that assessment, and mm-hmm. where they are now. And you know, there's some new players. There's some. I think it's more know, stressful than the assessors. Good. Yeah, like, you and know, the, it could very well be and, and the parents, and yeah. And the parents. Yeah, I, I I would have to agree with that. When you see them, it's funny hearing the shouts from the sidelines. You know, uh, you can hear parents trying to give instruction when, you know, it's just let them play. You know, it's, uh, I guess it's it, it, it's inherent in the way you are, your makeup. If you're going to be shouting instructions, that's just the way you are, you know, uh, as far yeah. as that goes. I, I mean, as far as we're going, you know, as far as assessments, um, the, you know, the tech staff is more just assessing, whereas the coaching staffs that are there, they're still coaching yeah. uh, as well as doing, doing the assessments. So Yeah, and th- when you get to the older age groups, sure, you can worry about it. You know, mm. you get to like the 13s, 15s, 17s, and you can worry a little bit more. I mean, there's more players coming in. There's, you know, 15s and 17s, there's national years, and, yeah. and there's always a big buzz about that. And so it becomes different, but at, at the end of the day, I'm, as a player, you have to understand you're going through an assessment. Through if you're part of a, a squad, you're going through an assessment throughout the whole entire and, year. And, and the reason why I I'm glad we're talking about this. Our last conversations, both from the Kira McCormack top soccer aspect of things, where she said just keep working at it because you may not be at the level where you'd be a Div One player or a U Sport co- uh, university player. But if you keep working at it, you're going to fit in somewhere and you'll be able to gain that. And, and, and right off the bat, talking about the Herdman thing, being above the line, you know. So I, I think it lends itself to that, especially for the, not, not the younger ones, but the older ones that they're starting to look. Just try and be the best you can be. That's all anybody's asking. And, and I think you mentioned it last night, Dano. It was just like, I just want to know that they can play the game, mm-hmm. you know, and have some thought process as to what they're doing. If they're showing some inkling that they have an understanding and, and an ability, that's all That's all we're asking. 100%, yeah. They could trip over the ball. The ball could go under the foot. You have to expect that, right? So just just to show that they're trying to think things through a little bit, and we saw that. We th- saw that with both of the groups on the boys' side. I thought it was great. So now, did that happen often with your men's team? Only oh, talking. Oh, I know. I'm sorry, man. I couldn't. I couldn't. It was just there was a conversation we were having no, right at the back. Tough week. It's been a rough it's week. It's been a rough week. I apologize. I apologize. I'm. I'm. I'm I don't. I take that one back. No, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's, I'm it's not throwing it out there. So this will be my final podcast. <laughs> I just want to thank everybody in the room. It's Come been on. great. <laughs> sorry, it's been man. Very good. Well, we can we can make things a little more exciting for you. We can shift gears and go into the Champions League talk. You know, yeah, let's do that. Let's. There you go. I, I just want to know who had the biggest aggregate scoreline. Does anybody know? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be honest. Now that they've made this shift to all the games being on DAZN, mm. I am struggling because I, I don't have it. I can't. <sighs> I personally I'm cannot so afford. so frustrated with yeah, the Champions League yeah, right now. Don't just, get me. Just not able to see it. It used to be. Don't get me started. TSN, TSN used to cover yeah. it, right? And now, and now it's shifted. So you can't even watch games. And even people I'm speaking with that are online and uh, doing the business as far as uh, – 
you know, watching DAZN, the ones who can afford it, they're saying that the, the stream <laughs> the is not good. good. It is, buffers, is it doesn't work on some apps, and like you're paying for this. Like, and everything, crazy. and really everything is is result to if how good your Wi-Fi is, well, too. Right? Like if your mm-hmm. Wi-Fi is not great, then that your that program's yeah. not going to work. For you. Yeah, you know, yeah. no matter what, like you know, Netflix, anything, anything that is online stream, like yeah. Oh, I can't. I just can't fathom this. Now I, I, I'm I'm kind of curious to know how that game went for for those who did get to watch it. The the Man U PSG game because I I had like because PSG was up. Yeah, um, two nothing. Two nothing. It was two nothing with from, two away goals from the first. Uh, yeah, with two away goals. That was a big task for United huge. to even win the game, let alone the tie. Like they were. They had to score three goals. Yeah, like they had to win. By three goals. They had to score three, three goals in Paris. Or, I mean, yeah. if they got two, they would have went to extra time and maybe yeah. penalties. But, yeah, they got Same. an early one, I guess, and then it went 1-1. Lukaku within two, two, minutes. two minutes. Yeah. Wow. Two minutes in. I, I haven't even seen the highlights of it yet. Was it, was it good? You, was it good? You feel like you're going back to when you guys only got the one updated week from Germany, from, from right? Germany. Yeah, remember? Soccer made in Germany. Soccer made in Germany. It's 2019. <laughs> <laughs> On the, what is it, the Community Channel 9 channels yes. or whatever it was. The, no, no, Toby Charles. <laughs> Toby Charles. Toby Charles. There you go. Dionaro so, just sitting here being like, is yeah. the 70s over yet? Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, youngins. Yeah, but they went 1-0 up and 1-1. And um, and then in, in, in extra time, um, it was 2-1 United going into extra time. And uh, a decision went to VAR in the box with, a, with a, a shot coming in from outside the box with the defender turning in. And, and as the defender turned, the, the ball came in and hit the back of his arm. They went to VAR. Gave a penalty. No. 96th minute goal. Unreal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just crazy, man. And it was just going crazy. for a corner. They gave a corner kick. And yeah. then it was, you know, hold on. I'm going to VAR. Clear and then obvious. obviously they listened to say like, yeah, you, it's there's enough here that you need to go look for yourself. And then that's like kind of step two. So once they get there, it's kind of like flip Whoa, a coin. What's he going to do yeah, now, yeah. right? It's, it's nerve wracking, I think, as a fan, as a supporter, coach, as a player. Yeah, with it being in the World Cup, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if I love it because you're still coming down to this NFL booth review, right? Which that game it can work maybe, but I don't know. I feel like it takes away a little bit from the games and and the decisions that are made in that split second. I don't know. I think it's just you know. Next podcast, VAR. Yeah, we we'll could. We'll go. We'll go the whole VOR, VAR, and uh, and talk about it for the purest side of it, as well as the uh, the random guy who just wants to make sure that everything's uh, and girl. Sorry, Thank random you. person. Um, to see whether they like the the calls or not. Um, so we are going to uh, wrap things up here. I know, I know. We didn't. Even, we just talked about two teams in the Champions League. Did anybody know the rest of the results? Um, Spurs Ajax. won. Ajax overturned um, Real, Real Madrid. Madrid. What? Yeah, they won. The, do you not have a phone? <laughs> 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 no, like, I don't even have a computer. <laughs> oh, look at now. PSG's record the last three years. Yeah, they yeah. losing six one to Barcelona, being up that is, nothing. That's a like that's before. a club that are just wanting like they win the French league every year. They yeah, wanting to win the Champions League. So like this losing to United in round of sixteen, being up to no, was a huge surprise. Ajax going into Madrid, they fully deserved it. Huge oh, surprise. That free kick. Now hang on a second. Champions League is wide open, I, man. I, I do recall one. Somebody had mentioned something about uh, Buffon throwing one in. Like, he didn't throw one in. He just he parried, was, yeah, parried yeah, a yeah. shot, and there was a big, there was a big, big rebound. Room. Lukaku rebound, yeah. popped uh, it. Is that where he scored? Let's score oh, the second man. one. Yeah. He scored two goals. 
Wow. Yeah. Yep. Somebody yep. deserves a slop in the belly with a wet fish, I think. Huh? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, you're going to send that to Buffon? Yeah. Uh-huh. Huh? Hey, Buffon, I tell you. Eh? Nah, it sounds more French than Italian. But well, <laughs> PSG, hello. Fine. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do an Italian accent anyway. Hey, listen, we're going to uh, wrap things up there. We'll, we'll, we'll get more into... Uh, our uh, our Champions League stuff. Uh, if you have any questions, any thoughts, any uh, ideas you have uh, in regards to topics for the podcast, please feel free to send us. Uh, talk about my next hairstyle. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Just uh, send us the information into the uh, club, and we can and just write that it's for the podcast, and uh, we'll make sure we take a look at it. So for Dano, Charles, thanks, and buddy. D, thanks very much for listening. We'll thanks, be. Buddy. We'll be back again, uh, well, soon, hopefully. See you soon. All right. You've been listening to Sherwood Talk. Uh, Sherwood Talk. Sherwood Talks, Parker Sock in the Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sherwood Parks, District Soccer Association, Soccer Talk in the Park. Uh, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. 